0: Welcome to Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganassius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is September 20th, Wednesday. This is Mariners cast number 91. Mariners won the second of the three-game series against the Oakland Athletics in Oakland last night 7 to 2. Mariners moved to 83 and 68. They are a half game behind the Houston Astros in the American League West, tied with the Texas Rangers for the third wild card in the American League, one game behind the Toronto Blue Jays for the second wild card, and according to ESPN the Mariners have a 63.6% chance to make the playoffs this year. So we on today's Mariners cast, we will recap last night's game, um, give our player of the game, and then talk pitching matchups. We will dig deep into the Mariners pitching matchup against the Ast- or Astros, against the Athletics, and also quickly preview the other uh, relevant pitching matchups, Baltimore against Houston, Uh, Boston against Texas and Toronto against the Yankees. So last night the Mariners had Luis Castillo on the mound against Paul Blackburn. This looked to be a uh, W for the Mariners. Um, When you look at the game on paper, that is what it turned out to be. Luis Castillo was dominant. Uh, Paul Blackburn did not pitch poorly, uh, but the Mariners were able to score some runs off of him. So the Mariners took a 1 0 lead in the second inning. Uh, Jared Kelnick uh, had an RBI single. He did the same in the fourth. Mariners took a 2 0 lead. I think JK was um, the catalyst for uh, this game for the Mariners. Uh gave the Mariners some momentum. They were both opposite field singles. Uh, he's a good hitter. And he, you know, his energy and his enthusiasm, his intensity is something that the Mariners have been missing. And I think the fact that he has been hurt and not, not with the team or not on the team um, for the past couple of months and then now has come back with some energy is actually a really po- big positive for the Mariners. Uh, you saw that in those first couple of innings with his base hits to left field um, and creating a bit of a, a bit of momentum for the Mariners. The Mariners are up 2-0. Uh, they go into the 7th. Up 2-0. They score four more to take a 6-0 lead. Luis Castillo gave up two runs in the seventh, but completed that inning. He finished seven innings, five hits, two runs, three walks, eight strikeouts, moved to 14-7 with a 306 ERA. Uh and then the Mariners scored one more in the ninth to make it 7-2. JP Crawford was the offensive star in this game. He went two for five. He had a home run, two runs, two RBIs. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez went two for three with a run in RBI, two walks and a steal. And then, as I said, Jared Kelnick, two for five with two RBIs. Uh, defensively, Kelnick also had a really beautiful catch uh, of a Seth Brown foul out. It was one of those Oakland Alameda Coliseum foul outs where Any other stadium, it would have been a ball into the stands. But Kelnick hustled over the uh, bullpen mounds and was able to make a really nice catch. It reminded me a bit of um, the Jose Caballero energy from two days ago where, you know, the Mariners really needed that pick-me-up. They needed someone to come in and charge the team up. And that's what J.K. did in this game with his RBI singles and this catch. It It was just he provided some life for the team. And I think the, the team while pushing hard and determined and all those things, you know, there are a lot of really tired players. And uh, so JK was a welcome addition in this game. And then Cal Raleigh throughout both Estuary Ruiz and Tony Kemp in the third inning with absolute lasers. Uh, Cal Raleigh, I think is a very underrated uh, thrower and had really has shut down the opponent's running game in the past couple of months. So, that was nice. Uh JK's catch was nice. And I also noticed in this game that the lack of intensity in the stadium, um, because you know, you've got four or five thousand fans in this in this huge cavernous, you know, football stadium, the la- there's kind of a lack of intensity. I think took some pressure off the Mariners, even though these are must win games. It's not the same pitch to pitch. Uh, tension you can cut with a knife sort of thing um, in Oakland right now. And I think that's a good thing for the Mariners to just come in and play baseball and not have to worry so much about the, the pitch to pitch tension getting away from home. I think it was a positive in this particular situation, especially given the sweep by the Dodgers. Um, so the Mariners win seven two. again, JP tail and, and JK were the offensive stars Um and then pitching wise you know castillo as i said was was pretty darn dominant uh after 6 he had, he had gone 6 innings 3 hits no walks 3 walk or excuse me 6 innings 3 hits no runs 3 walks 7 strikeouts um he did get touched up a little bit in the 7th but ended with 7 innings 5 hits 2 runs 3 walks 8 Ks uh of his 99 pitches, 68 were strikes, a 29% whiff rate, which is just under his yearly average. Uh, 17 whiffs on 58 swings, 10 of them were on fastballs, 5 of them were on sliders. Uh, his velocity was down about a mile an hour across the board. His spin was down a bit, but the results were there. And I'm not worried about the velo being down. It's in Oakland. Oakland is not the warmest stadium to pitch in and he's thrown a lot of innings Uh, you know, he's getting close to 200 innings and he's taking the mound every fifth day for the Mariners. He goes six, seven innings each start. I think it's expected that his velocity is going to tamp down a little bit. And I kind of hope it does. I hope he ramps it back up for the playoffs, but um, is not of concern to me specifically uh, because of the results he was able to achieve in this game. He did throw uh 20% sinker. That's a little higher than his yearly average. Um, but Castile looked good and uh was certainly dominant with uh uh for those first six innings. So Castile pitched seven innings. Matt Brash came in in the eighth. Uh Brash threw 12 of 12 of his 21 pitches were sliders. Uh he also threw five sinkers and this was a quite the revelation, I think, for me in seeing him throw the sinker. That gives him four pitches, I guess five if you want to add the cutter that he throws sometimes. But you've got this flame-throwing right-handed fireman who throws a hundred miles an hour at times with his four-seamer. He's got a knuckle curve that sits at about, you know, 86 miles an hour. He's got a slider. That sits 89, a cutter that sits 92. And now he's added a sinker. It's classified as a sinker um, in savant. I'm guessing it's probably more of a two-seamer, especially the way he was using it in this game. Uh because he was trying to come up and in to right-handers with this two-seamer. But I love it. I love it. I, I love when you know the Mariners are teaching these right-handed flamethrowers to throw a sinker to give hitters something to think about moving in on their hands you can't think straight fastball or everything moving away anymore it's not slider moving away knuckle curve moving away cutter moving away and then straight fastball it's now you got to think about something coming in on your hands and so he threw as i said he threw five sinkers uh, 21 total pitches that's 24 percent He averaged 98-1 on this sinker, um, and he used it against – so he threw one as kind of a traditional sinker to uh, Tony Kemp. It was low and outside. It was a ball. um, It's kind of that old-school location of a right-hander throwing a sinker to a left-handed batter low and away. But then he used it twice against Zach Geloff, who's a right-handed hitter. One was up and in. It was called a ball, but it was actually a strike. Uh, top rail and then he threw the next pitch was a sinker that was way inside as a ball but i i think it got him it got geloff thinking you know and got him off the plate uh and then he threw a sinker against uh Seth Brown that ended up being way outside for ball four so that's a sinker against the lefty and then against Aladmis Diaz the last batter of the inning he threw a sinker that was high and middle in for strike 1 at 99 and then went low and away with a slider uh, for a 5-3 ground out, which is textbook, right? You go up and in, 2 seamer, sinker, whatever you want to call it, riding in on the right-hander's hands and up and in, which is not comfortable. And then you go low and away. Um, I'm not sure what the impetus was for getting Matt Brash to throw this two-seamer or sinker, Um But I like it. I think it's a good look. I think it also potentially creates um, a bit of weak contact against Brash. It might enable him to pitch deeper, uh, maybe pitch two innings instead of one, lower his pitch count. I assume that teaching him that it is to lower the pitch count in many ways. um, But it was just a different look from Matt Brash, and I liked it. Uh, He threw four of these sinker two seamers against the Dodgers on the 16th. He threw eight against the Angels on the 13th and one against the Angels on the 11th. He's only thrown 21 all season. Um, so this is a very new pitch for him. But again, I, I love seeing it. He went one inning, one hit, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. And then Eduard Bazardo pitched the ninth inning for the Mariners. So again, the Mariners win 7-2. Uh, really, this was about the Mariners pitching. Particularly Luis Castillo and then um, JP Crawford, Teoscar Hernandez, and Jared Kelnick uh coming up pretty clutch hitting wise. So the Mariners uh I guess competition for playoff spots, you've got Baltimore playing in Houston. This matchup is Kyle Bradish against uh Christian Javier. Kyle Bradish has been uh was kind of a a back end top 100 prospect um, coming up. Not a particularly uh, sexy prospect or great prospect for the Orioles, but he's been very good this year 11 and 7 with a 312 ERA and a 109 whip. He's pitched 152 and two thirds innings for the Orioles. Um, swinging strike and whiff rate just above league average. 6.3% walk rate is very good. Ground ball pitcher, 48%, uh, does surrender a lot of contact in zone, 86.2% zone contact rate, which is about 4% above league average. But his chase contact, meaning the amount of contact hitters make on pitches that they chase against Kyle Bradish, is 12.5% below league average at 45.5%. So when hitters chase against, when they swing against Bradish at pitches in zone, they make a lot of contact. When they swing at pitches outside of the zone against Kyle Bradish, they make very little contact. Um, Interesting pitcher, uh, leads with the slider, throws the slider a ton. He's sinker slider primarily against righties um, with a little curveball and four-seamer mixed in. And he's slider, fastball, curveball, changeup to uh, to left-handed hitters. He reminds me a bit of Joe Musgrove in that he's got very effective uh, slider and curveball, and his four seamer is probably his worst pitch. He's got thirty four percent plus whiff rate on the sink on the slider and the curve, um, and opposing batters are hitting three sixty seven with the six eleven slug against the four seamer. But as long as he can stick with those breaking pitches, Kyle Bradish has been very effective. I think this is a good. Um, formula against a very right-handed, heavy uh, Houston Astros lineup. Uh, Christian Javier, 9-4 with a 4-7-4 four, four ERA and a one two, 9 whip for the Astros. He has not been the Javier that we knew in 2021 and 22. Um, lost a lot of effectiveness on his pitches. Uh, 146 in the third innings, 134 hits. Last season, similar innings, 89 hits. This season, 138 strikeouts. Similar innings last year, he had 194 strikeouts. So losing effectiveness with his pitches. um, Swinging strike rate is down 2.7%. Whiff rate is down 4% for him. Uh, And really what it is, is opposing hitters are really hitting the ball hard. So his barrel, the barrel rate against is 2.9% above what it was last year. And 3.2% above league average. His zone contact rate is up. His chase contact rate is up. So just less effective as a starting pitcher overall. Lefties are hitting 282 with a 849 OPS against. And his slider whiff rate is down 10%. His curveball whiff rate is down 8.5%. He surrendered 10 more home runs. Um, The fastball surrendered 10 more home runs than it did uh, last season and is down 1.1 miles an hour. So Christian Javier is not the threat that he was. He was pretty dominant last season and scary. When the Mariners faced him, you knew you were in for a low-scoring game. Um, you were going to get locked up. That is not the case this season. So I like the pitching matchup in the Baltimore versus Houston game. I like Houston or Baltimore's chances in this game. The Mariners are a half game behind the Astros – Uh, The Mariners stand a good chance to gain that game on the Astros and take a half game lead. We will see. Uh, The Boston Red Sox are taking on the Texas Rangers. That matchup is Brian Bayo against John Gray. Bayo is 12 and nine with a 3-7-1 ERA and a 1-2-6 whip. He is a rookie pitcher, 148 innings. Um, He's looked pretty good in those 148 innings. I think he looks right now like a middle of the rotation starter. 25% 25% whiff rate, 11% swinging strike rate. Uh, beautiful changeup if you haven't watched him uh, pitch. Uh, he stands a very good shot against John Gray. John Gray's 8-8 eight eight with a 4.05 VRA and a 130 whip. Um, he was a lot better earlier in the season. Uh, Gray has a you know pretty high whiff rate at 26.6%, uh, 12% plus swinging strike rate. Um, still an effective pitcher. Pretty even pitching matchup between the two. John Gray is the veteran. Bayo is the rookie. Uh the Red Sox don't have a ton to play for, so you hope they come out and play hard. Um, but even matchup, top to bottom for me. And then Toronto plays at New York against the Yankees. This is Kevin Gossman against Michael King. Gossman, as you know, is a perennial, you know, top five Cy Young candidate at this point in his career. Uh he was A long time ago, the number four pick overall by the Baltimore Orioles, right-handed starting pitcher, predominantly uh, four-seam fastball and splitter, probably has the best splitter in the game for a starting pitcher, 11-9, 3-4-0, ERA, 1-2-0 whip, 172 innings, 222 strikeouts. That is a 28.6% whiff rate, 31% K rate, Um, tough customer Kevin Gosman. You can get hits off of them, but that splitter is dynamite. Michael King is kind of a converted reliever going for the Yankees. He was a very good reliever in middle relief for them over the past couple of years. He started his last five games this season, and in his last four, he's gone four innings, five innings, five innings, and four and two-thirds innings. So he's getting up to be that uh, five-and-dive type of starter. Four and six, two, seven, seven ERA, one, one, five whip. 30 plus percent whiff rate 12% um swinging strike about a 30% K rate so effective pitcher in michael king um kevin gosman obviously will go deeper into the game gosman is a very good starter uh but i don't mind the pitching matchup i just hope that the yankees come out with some pride given the fact that they're out of the playoff race facing the blue jays so those are the competitors pitching matchups um i like the Orioles' chances against uh, the Astros. I think the uh, Boston-Texas matchup is pretty even, and the Toronto-Yankees matchup um, obviously favors the Blue Jays. But uh, but I'm not uh, I'm not counting the Yankees out. Sorry about that. I'm not counting the Yankees out in that matchup. So the Mariners matchup is um, George Kirby against Joey Estes. Joey Estes is making his uh, major league debut. He is 21 years old, right-handed starting pitcher, 6'2", 190. Estes was drafted by the Braves in six, in 2019 in the 16th round. He was a part of the Matt Olson deal. He is Rule 5 eligible in December, um, meaning if he's not on the 40-man, he can be selected by another team. He's pitched in both Double A AA and Triple A this season. Uh, in Double A, six and six with a three two eight ERA and a one one zero WHIP. He's been pretty effective, hundred four innings. Triple A, three and o with a five two three ERA, only thirty two innings. He is fastball, slider, changeup. Fastball sits ninety two to ninety four, good ride and run, good shape, lots of uh, swing and miss in the zone. The slider is in the mid eighties, has good depth, and then the changeup is pretty firm. Um, dives quite a bit. He's not a he's your back of the rotation starter if he becomes that. Throw strikes, all three pitches are not plus. Um, I even might call the four seamer above average, but that's actually pushing it. I do think he has a, a future in major league baseball. It might be as a reliever. Uh, but the lack of familiarity with Joey Estes works against the Mariners. I think in this particular situation, we will see how this goes, but he does throw strike sw- strikes. The Mariners will, I think, come out swinging and George Kirby's going for the Mariners 10 and 10, 357 R a one zero five whip 171 and two thirds innings. Uh, we all know who George Kirby is fills up the zone. 8.5% more first pitch strikes than major league average. Um, No real discernible splits to speak of. Has not been the George Kirby that we have come to know and love over the past couple of starts. uh, Not since that nine-inning start of shutout ball against Baltimore. But I think Kirby will be fine. Um, This game starts at 12.37, so a couple hours from now. uh, The Mariners could sweep. This time tomorrow, the Mariners could be in first place considering the fact that they are a half game behind Houston as of right now and tied with Texas. So big game, excited to watch. Uh, Mariners look like they have a bit more energy. You got to love the energy from JK. I'm excited, ready to rock. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, This is the stretch run. Enjoy it. We have a competitive team in the Seattle Mariners. Uh, I can't wait. Appreciate the listen. I'll be back tomorrow to recap today's game. It'll be a day off. We might find something fun to do with that day on the Mariners cast. Uh, appreciate you listening. We are presented by Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at Junior 20 that is T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Enjoy this afternoon game. One